LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, Fear the Walking Dead review. Hey, I got it right for once. I'm Phoenix West. Today's episode is 203, Ouroboros. That's right. That's how you say that word, probably. Uh, Ouroboros is the snake like eating his own tail. I'm not sure how that applies to this episode. If I I want the writer to explain to me why they think that makes sense for this, because I don't understand. Uh, there's a lot going on there. I'm not sure how it, I will get there. Uh, um, previously on Fear the Walking Dead, uh, that's how this episode starts. That's how all the Walking Dead ones start, and they go previously on Walking Dead, previously on AMC's Walking Dead, whatever. Uh, I I like the previously because it does catch you up if you kind of forget, but it also shows scenes. If you're not, if you do remember, it shows scenes. You go, oh, well, that character's probably going to be back, or that that plot point's relevant. So that means this probably this is probably going to happen. You do kind of give a little bit of a giveaway when you when you do the previously on. I, I, it makes sense though if you just do once a week and it's an hour long. That's a lot to retain, I guess. Anyway. The uh, episode starts after that with a downed plane. Uh, there's all this wreckage in the water. It's, it's really cool looking. I, I'll give them kudos on that. Although, how hard is it to throw some junk in the water? Uh, anyway, there's an air raft, and there's a bunch of survivors. There's probably four or five. I don't remember how many. And then they they all start slowly churning on each other. And by slowly, I mean over the course of about uh, uh, 40 seconds. It's so quick. One of the guys is burned, and there's an Asian lady looking after him. I don't know if that's her brother, her lover, or just a friend she liked. Maybe it's just someone she you know, talked to on the plane. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But one of the guys is like, you need to kill that guy because we don't have much food or water, and we're stuck out here. We're all going to die. Like, like, you have to get rid of him. And then she's like, whatever. And then it, they go to sleep, and then he tries to stab the burn guy in the fucking head while he's sleeping. And the Asian girl just stabs him in the goddamn gut. And I was like, is this Asian lady a new character? That's kind of cool. Cause, and then the, this other guy in a striped shirt goes, "It's seriously, we might need to deal with him. I'm sorry to say this. And he's all like apologetic and everything. And you're like, where's this going? And then it cuts. And they don't, you don't really see what happens to this with this scenario. You kind of go, is she not going to kill this burn guy? Or, or is she realizing that he's right, that she needs to kill the burn guy? You don't know. They don't tell you. But the... Uh, the whole concept of this scene made me go, oh, are they going to do, and I think this is a great idea if they do this, where they devote little chunks of episodes to setting up characters that they'll meet down the line. It ended up being in this episode, they meet the Asian girl later. I would kind of like it if they just kind of make it more detached. Like they show her character for four or five episodes and what she's doing, and then she meets up with them. Because The Walking Dead, this is how it works with The Walking Dead, the, the original Walking Dead show. Here's our characters, our main characters. Here they are together, and here we are, and then a little group breaks off, and then the little, little group meets somebody, and then they bring them back to the main group. And then the main group doesn't trust them, and that's just how it works. That's 
over and over and over. But with this, they're kind of given a fresh slate on how they want to introduce characters. They're, they can just go, hey, here's our character. We don't, they don't have to meet our main characters yet. They don't have to do anything yet. They can just show some of their characters and these crazy scenarios that they get in and then kind of have all their stories intertwine and or just plain meet up out of nowhere. But it, how cool would that be if you're just like, oh, it's that Asian girl I like, and they're showing she's here for half of some episodes or parts of every episode or something like that, something small or a big chunk if they want to devote that much time to it. And then suddenly she's in the same shot as our main characters, and we're like, whoa, we know them, but they don't know it. And it's kind of like a – it's this thing where we know they're not going to hurt our main characters, but – the main characters don't know that. So what is going to happen? Like who's going to, we don't know who's, who will survive. Like, you know what I mean? They, they have a really good chance to do something cool and they kind of did it in this episode and I hope they do it more and I hope they do it more stretched out for once. I'm asking the walking dead series, a walking dead series to stretch something out instead of just like get fucking to it already. Anyway, uh, cuts back to our main characters. They're, it's Travis and Madison in bed on the on the boat, and then he's about to get his post apocalyptic dick wet, and you know he's about to fuck his wife finally. And then something stops him. They hear like a noise, and he goes out, and, and he finds what it is. Out of nowhere, he just kind of goes, "Well, this, you know, the water cools everything, so the ship overheated and won't run anymore. So I go, and then we got to go below and see what's stuck in the motor." And then he's like, I'll do it. And then they're just like, why would you do it? And he's like, oh, I'm fucking doing it. Fuck you guys. And then he goes down below the boat, and you know, he's got his snorkeling gear on. And I was like, all right, well, they have that. That's, that's good luck. <laughs> like, if they didn't have that, you just you just don't move. And you, know, you risk dying going down there, pretty much. Anyway, he goes down there. He pulls out a body from the engine or from the motor or whatever it's called the blade. And we see it's this, it's the uh, striped shirt guy from the opening scene with the Asian lady. And he's got a knife in his fucking head and you go, Oh, she killed him instead of killing the burn guy. Uh, she is hardcore. She does not fuck around. The Travis freaks out when he sees the body immediately pulls off his mask, which, you know, is where, it's pressurized and the, the bubbles start going. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid, Travis. Like, calm the fuck down. You've seen zombies. You've seen this before. And this isn't like new. He didn't know they weren't in existence yet. Ugh. Anyway, he goes upstairs and he sees like, I have to clean this out. You know, it goes all the way up here. And then he's looking at the filter up top in the engine room, I guess. I don't know. They don't really have like, I picture like remember the Titanic when they show like here's steerage and then here's below it's like the bowels of the ship and you see like the orphans shoveling coals and in, in there it's not like that it's like it's kind of it's a really clean room and it has a little tube with water and you're like oh it's not moving and he's like well I, I got to clean out the stuff here I got to clean it. I think it's, it's going to take all day and Victor's like you you got to do it now because he's going to Mexico to meet his friends previously seen on episode two two at the very tail end of that. And this, you know, him and Travis kind of have back and forth. It doesn't matter. The Everyone on our boat, our main boat, finds an island littered with wreckage in the distance. And you kind of realize it's the plane wreckage. The uh, kids want to go on their little adventure on the, you know, the 
Alicia, Nick, and Chris all want to go over there. So Daniel's like, I'll go with them. Whatever. I'll take an eye on them. And they're looking at this island through the binoculars, and it's luggage on a on a, the island, so it's on the sand. And it's like this very, it's almost like a desert island. It's weird, and not to be confused with a deserted island, which it uh, is also, or so we think. Anyway, they they want to go over there, but they're looking at it, and I'm like, what am I looking at when they're looking through the binoculars? I'm like, it looks like a close up when you see like uh, microscope footage and I'm like, ah, I don't know what that is. Like some sort of shit moving every episode of house or some show like that, where they're like, look at this. And they're like, Oh wow. And you're like, I, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Am I supposed to know what that means? Can you, you should probably tell me what that means. Cause I'm not going to get there on my own. I'm not a scientist. Um, that's why I'm watching your show house. I don't think too many scientists are watching the show. They would, they would go goddamn nuts and be like, "It's so inaccurate. That's not what we do." No. Anyway, the uh, they they decide to go over there. Um, Daniel tells Madison that Victor has plans to go to Baja, and she's just kind of like, "I never know what the fuck she's thinking or what she wants to do or what she's saying." For the most part, she kind of just uh, oh every line. Um, once they get on the island, I, I noticed, I've brought this up on the, on this show before about Fear the Walking Dead, that Nick looks like Johnny Depp in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, or sometimes when he's dressed weird, Benny and June, early Johnny Depp. And I realized in this episode, he's starting to go a little crazy with his hair and like his clothes. And I'm like, he's turning into the fear and loathing Johnny Depp. He he's he's already there in that mode, and I'm like, oh man, there he's going quick. Like he's already 95 Depp. He's 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 cruising along. What stage of Johnny Depp is next? Like the uh, nick of time Johnny Depp with the glasses and the short hair, and then oh, that's 98 Fear and Loathing. So yeah, but I think that's just about the same year, maybe close. I don't know what he's doing. I. I don't know if he's going to go through every phase. I kind of hope that's like a running gag with the show. That would be amazing. Like if they just stretched it out over the whole over the whole series, that'd be that'd be great. A little Easter egg. Wow, that would be great. Anyway, Madison is watching Travis in the water again because he decided to uh, go down there again for some reason. Even though he's a tremendous pussy, and someone else should do this. The uh, there's. She's watching, and then she sees bubbles. It's normal. He's got a little, you know, the air tank. There's going to be bubbles, obviously. Then she sees lots of blood, blah, 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 and tons of blood, and then a striped shirt pops up, and you realize it's a striped shirt guy. And then Travis comes up. This is where you see that he has the knife in his skull or his face or something. <laughs> You're like, wow, she, that girl's brutal. A fucking Asian girl. In typical douchebag fashion, Chris decides to wander off on his own when they're on the island. What? Well, while Nick and Alicia and Daniel are looking through bags for for medicines for Ophelia, which is the scene they showed in the flash in the, in the previously on, so that's why you know that was going to come into play. Uh, yeah, the uh, but since they showed that, I was like, I appreciated when Nick was looking through drugs. He wasn't looking for himself; he was looking for Ophelia, and I was like, oh, I, I appreciate that. That little bit of, I don't, I don't want to say arc. But I guess it would be, right? It's it's kind of character arc, if I had to put a name on it. But they talk about, and she's going over with Daniel, like, this is useless, this is nothing, blah, blah, blah. 
And then uh, Nick and Alicia have a little talk about how Nick was never really there before, and now he's there in this world. And he's like, I was there before. I was like, that scene went nowhere. Okay. They, I don't know what they had to force a conversation there. It was a, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what they were going for with that scene. I really wish I had more to say about that. But they were just, had a little play thing where they dressed up. Christopher, Nick put on the captain's outfit which is all covered in blood or some sort of weird pee. I don't know what the hell's on it. Anyway, uh, Chris finds a plane because he wandered off like a douchebag. He At this point, I was like, go ahead and let Chris die. I don't care if Chris dies. Anyway, he finds a plane, the other half of the plane, I assume. It's kind of like lost. One half landed here, one half landed way over here. So he finds the plane with the others, I guess, because originally we see the plane with the Asian girl. So that's our main group. Anyway, they find a plane, and then there's uh, like a crazy zombie guy, and he, but he's you know he's got a seatbelt on, so he's like ah, and his eyes are all crazy, and then he sees a survivor in front of it, and he's like oh, and then he you know he lets him out, and then the uh, he lets oh I'll get there he lets he lets him out, and then the guy you realize the guy's spine is sticking out. No, I'm, I'm gonna go and say this before I get there. Before I get there, because that, the show's not there yet. This is a, the thought I had during this when Chris was going crazy and he pulls out this big jagged thing and he beats this zombie in the fucking head and he really seems to enjoy it. And there's a lady zombie behind him, the one he beats. And I'm like, oh, he's just going crazy. And I was sitting there and I was like, I was having this thought, just much like the thought I had in the beginning with the Asian girl, where I'm like, maybe if they did this whole side story with her, it'd be fucking cool. I want some depth. Some sort of long-term goal for the show. And my thought with Chris was, the only way he will not be useless to me is if they start now. They already set it up in episode 202 where he likes stabbing the zombies through the fence. And you kind of realize, oh, something's going on with him. And now they're continuing it where he was beating the zombie in the head. And he really seemed to enjoy it. And I was like, I really hope they, they're setting up the backstory of the governor or something like that, or Negan, someone like that from the original series. And I'm like, this is his backstory, and it's going on at the same time as our main story, because that's how it would happen. Like, Negan didn't just show up one day, Negan. Like, shit happened to him, and then he became that way. We just don't see it, you know? There is a governor backstory, but it's not part of the main plot line. There, it's a separate thing. So it'd be nice if we just we got to see our main characters get through their shit and go here, and then Chris betrays them because he's going through a different set of shit mentally, and then we realize he's a villain actually, and he separates, and then they have to deal with him or something, or he kills another group of people, like, and he just does vicious shit on the side, basically like the governor where. But you get to see the whole story in real time. It's not told through flashbacks or backstory or thought of afterward. It'd be cool to see it happening while our main plot line is happening. And you kind of see it at the exact same time. And this is kind of like this weird alternate story that they're telling. It'd be nice. Not if everybody had to survive together. And if you don't want to survive with us, we kill you and that's it. Like, no, no, he can just be a villain and go off on his own. And And then we watch that too. And then... I don't know. It'd be really badass if they did it that way. Will they? No. I think Chris learns a lot in this episode, which is kind of unfortunate because I like my my alternate theory on the episode. Uh, 
Anyway, Madison asks Victor about Mexico, and he says there's an awesome village there. And it was so much, it was so lackluster compared to what I thought this conversation would be. He's like, you know, I just want to go there. And she's like, okay. And then they had a thing with Daniel and Ophelia not wanting to go with the rest of the group to get medicine because they're like, they're not family. They're not going to give a shit about us. Like, they're going to think about their own family. And then Victor's like, it's you guys on my, it's you guys on my boat. I trust, I have to trust you somehow, even though you guys are family. And then Madison's like, you touch anyone in my family, I'll, I'll kill you. And I'm like, this family's talk, like, my familia, is really starting to remind me of, like, Fast and the Furious, where they just talk about family, then drink Coronas. It's really, really fucking irritating to me. Maybe because I don't really give a shit, like, about the, quote, quote-unquote family, like, you need to find people who will help you survive. Yes, take care of your kids. Yes, take care of whatever family you can. But if you don't have trust in your group, it doesn't matter. Like, because they can just. You have to trust somebody. Travis's family is almost useless. So he trusts these guys. He has to. Daniel and Ophelia aren't useless, really. Ophelia is kind of useless. But Daniel on his own is use, is not useless. I, I, I just you have to trust somebody else. What's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Just who cares? Like, why are you with them at all? Then, anyway, uh, Nick is back on the island and he talks to Daniel and he's like, "Look at this shirt I got." Basically, and he's looking at he holds up a watch or something. I forget what the fuck it was. And Daniel's like, eh, "It's bad luck to steal from the dead." And I was like, "Motherfucker, really? You you still believe in luck in this world?" Where you're pulling shit out of bags because the world, this plane crashed because of zombies. In the world where you're, everyone you love is dead pretty much except for your daughter. Your wife died. Who knows who else died. In this goddamn world where everyone's dead, you really believe in luck anymore? Every, everything is saying fuck humanity. And you're like, oh, luck. And I still got to have my superstitions for some reason. And I was like, you know what? Your whole life from now on is going to be stealing from the dead. Those water bottles you steal, you're looking for medicine from dead people. You you goddamn asshole. Maybe he's just mad that he's like kind of laughing about it. But do you really believe laughing about it is what changes what you're doing? I don't oh my god, I wanted to fucking hit him. Like I like I like the character of Daniel a lot. He's the only person that really thinks ahead, but his beliefs sometimes are just dog shit. Like his, he just takes them way too seriously. Um, Chris, like I said, has the passenger. Now his his spine looks brutal. It looks like a little tail at the middle of his back. It's disgusting. He kills him like a mercy kill with the widest, bluntest instrument. This weapon. It's the widest, bluntest weapon in history. It is. It looks like a boomerang. But a boomerang that's three inches thick, made of steel, which would not fly at all, or and especially not come back to you. It it is the oddest thing I've ever seen. It, I, it's hard to describe other than saying boomerang, but it is way too big to be lumbering around and hitting people. That's your weapon to kill people with. It looks like it weighs twenty seven pounds. It's just too heavy to carry like that, especially for a guy Chris's size. Daniel at this point realizes Chris isn't there. He goes to look for him. This is when the island turns in, in from a, a couple green bushes to suddenly it's like the fucking Sahara Desert. It's very weird. It, it, there's this like snow, du- or not snow, sand dunes. It's very fucking weird. 
Um, he kind of sees Chris across the Sahara here, and and the person's running to them. And you're like, you kind of think that oh, it's Chris after he killed that guy, and he feels bad. And it ends up being the Asian girl from the very beginning scene. And you're like, oh, they're you know here they are, and they're together now. And these two stories are intertwined. Um, Nick is looking down. He sees this zombie in the ground in in the sand. I don't, I don't know how he got there. He might have fallen and landed in there. I don't, I don't, it was very odd. He was like seriously halfway into the sand, completely buried, like you would bury a child. Like, not, whoa, sorry, I revealed a like a, a, a secret passion of mine. When you're a kid and you're on the beach and you bury your brother or sister. Like, but you leave their head up, you know, and you're just like, oh, oh, and then you you dig them back up. Or if you, you know, do some horrible things to a kid, then you have to kill them and bury them. No, no, you bury the whole body then. Anyway, back to the original analogy. You know, you bury a friend, and then you leave their head up. And it's like, you see that in a lot of movies, especially in the 80s, beach movies. Um, but the zombie was like halfway, and the rest of them's packed in, and there's this crabs eating the bottom of him. And I'm like, how did he get there? I couldn't figure out the math of how he got in the sand so deep and so packed in to the point where he can't fend off these crabs. He doesn't really even care to. He he tries to eat one of them, and then it doesn't appear to satiate his hunger. So he just and he keeps going, and he's, and he's not trying to rock out, but he's, he's just stuck. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? And the sure shit, Nick falls down there. Lands right in front of him. <laughs> so stupid. This is a stupid scene. It really is. From front to back, stupid scene. Okay. Chris falls all the way off this cliff in front of the zombie. So either A, the sand was so... so this is so stupid. The, the sand was so loose that when the zombie fell in it, it sucked him down halfway. Um, or someone buried a zombie and then packed him in there and left. Um, the guy was alive, buried himself halfway, died, or was bitten before. I don't know. Some sort of death happened after he buried himself, became a zombie, and was stuck there. <laughs> um, and what are the other options for him being halfway in the sand? I don't have any. I don't know if I have another reason, or or he wasn't halfway in the sand. He was just half of a zombie that got broken off during the plane wreckage, but he would have tipped over at some point. I don't know. They're not. They're pretty clumsy. I don't know. I didn't understand what was happening. But when Chris or when when Nick fell, he didn't go in the sand. He didn't sink halfway in. He didn't go any in. He just landed hard on the fucking crabs. And the whole time I'm like, okay, first get rid of the crabs and then save yourself from the zombie because that's how my fucking mind works, even though it wouldn't, obviously. But watching it, I was like, ugh, gross. Those are like sand spiders. They're fucking disgusting. Anyway, but he fell all the way off this fucking cliff in front of the zombie. Right, what are the odds? Right, then he landed right there and he has to fend him off and he stabs him in the head with his knife he found earlier. Cool scene, that part. Just that part. Logistically makes no sense. Anyway, the uh, suddenly we cut back to our, our we cut back to our group and suddenly they're overrun with zombies. The Asian girl was like, oh, they're coming. And that's earlier we saw all these zombies coming. I kinda forgot to mention it. There's a bunch of zombies. I thought I thought it'd be funny if it was just like three. And then it was like, oh, well, what's not we don't really have to do anything about that. But it's a ton of them. Um they show the boat, and then Madison's looking through the binoculars because she hears a gunshot. 
and she whispers out a scream. That's the best way I can say it. She goes, let's go. And I was like, what are you doing with your dialogue, lady? I like the actress. I don't like her character that much. But I don't know what she's doing with her her voice. It's very weird. She's like, let's go. I was like, what? what? That's so odd. Um, they sh- they realize they have to get moving. Travis goes in the hyperdrive and has to get the fucking thing cleared so they can get the boat running. So he pulls out this zombie hand from the water intake. It clears up. The wire starts going, which it's like a, a water coolant system. So the water actually cools the engine and cools everything inside. And that's how the boat kind of cools itself. It doesn't really have a like a fan. It, it makes sense for boats, trust me. I'm, I'm a boat expert. Anyway, the group back on the island is getting surrounded. Um, and then Alice, or Alicia, excuse me, thinks she's going to die and she's about to get bitten. And all of a sudden the zombie turns and like fights off this other one. And you realize, oh, that one's Nick. Nick is so covered in blood from that one he stabbed, I guess, or he just covered himself in the guts. He's so covered in this shit that he, I didn't even recognize him. It was a really cool shot. And that's the one thing I really liked in this episode was that he was just covered in blood. And then he fights them all off and they start running away. And he has this little face-off, like face-to-face thing with the, with the zombie. And they don't really even notice him because he's covered in guts. And I brought this up in an earlier episode where I'm like, how come they don't get it when they get the blood in their eyes? They don't turn. And then I kind of remembered that they already are all infected. What ki- They have to get killed to become a zombie. That's why the bite kills them. The bite has like an infection in it and it kills them faster or whatever, something like that. Who cares? But the point is the bite creates the infection, which kills them, I guess. I, I don't know. But the blood wouldn't really do it because they're already infected. Okay, I guess that's, that's how we're going with this. So, okay, yeah, we're doing that. Anyway, and at this point I realized, oh, the last two episodes consisted of uh, a big party of characters going to an island, having a little happenstance, while some stay behind in the boat, and then the main crew goes back to the boat, and then they leave a different island. And it happened two in a row. Um, shame on you, show, for doing that twice in a row. Okay? Uh, the group makes it back to the boat, like I said, with the Asian girl. And then she, they also bring the burn guy, because he's fucking still alive. <laughs> the burn the fuck guy. And Travis is like, you know what? We'll fucking we'll tow them behind us, so we'll be safe too. Yeah, we'll not let them on a boat. On the boat, and Victor storms off. And they show the Asian girl cradling the burn guy, saying like, "It'll never hurt more than right now." And I thought she was gonna kill him at this point. Like, we finally realize I have to kill this person. It's hopeless carrying on. But no, instead Victor comes out and chops the rope, and so the so the boat stop or they stop being towed. And then Madison pointlessly gives him, like, a vengeful look. Instead of, like, she's like, and I'm like, what? What are you going to do, bitch? What are you going to do to him? You didn't even say anything. What are you going to do? God damn. I don't. <sighs> At the same time, I get why she looked like him that way. I get why Victor did that. I get blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I don't like her character that much so it just pissed me off really that's all it was 
I don't know how to write females in this show. It's very odd. <sighs> anyway, guys, um, go to AmericantShow.com. I just finished episode five of Americant. I've been in editing it for several, several days in a row because my final draft thing is being a real asshole and kept shutting off and like not saving and blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of fucking work and it was just a nightmare with computers. But I finally got it. It's about traffic. It's hilarious. I have a bunch of weird skits, including one where Siri's an asshole to me. I have one where I yell at traffic. I don't know. It's fun. Go watch it and share it with your friends so it can grow and I can hear more more of your comments because they're fun. Anyway, guys, I will see you for episode 204, wherever the fuck that's titled. Oh, while we're here for 203, um, I don't know what the title Aurora Boros has to do with this. They're they're eating their own tail somehow. I don't I don't get it. I don't I really just don't understand. Is he saying it's hopeless? Like because they're not going to save more people. So what's the fucking point of saving humanity? I don't know. I don't know where they're going with the title. Anyway, um, in the meantime and until next time, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.